from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. This is The Ramsey Show. It's where we help you win in your money, in your work, and in your relationships. Alongside the fabulous, the incomparable Jade Warshaw, I'm Ken Coleman. Welcome aboard this hour. We're here to coach you up. We're going to have some fun. We will shoot you straight along the way. The number to jump in is 888-825-5225, Kevin in Reno, Nevada starts this hour off. Kevin! Hi, thanks for taking my call. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? He didn't quite get that cue from uh, Home Alone. No, there. I got it. <laughs> oh, got it. <laughs> right over the head. That's all right, my um, man. How can we help you? Uh, so I am just recently found you guys. Uh, so we are just kind of starting our journey, I guess you could call it. And uh, the main concern we have is retirement. I, um, the only retirement we have as of right now is in Alerp, a life insurance to retirement plan. And I uh, watched a video last night from you guys that basically was talking about infinite banking and it sounded similar to what we have going and that it was a dumb idea. So I thought I would call and get some more information about it, see what you thought. Oh my goodness. Okay, so I'm just assuming all the other things are in place. Um, I'm assuming that you don't have debt. I'm assuming that you've got uh, three to six months saved before we've started whatever this path is. It's not a good path, but can I just make that assumption? Uh, Yes. Yeah, we don't have any debt and we do have six months worth of cash. Just happened to have it. I didn't know those were baby steps, but now I do. So that's pretty (laughs) sweet. Um, but yeah, yep. So how long have you been doing this? About six years we signed up for it. about six years ago, right when my firstborn, uh, was born. Okay. And so what did you, what did you put in to start and how has it grown? Um, we, I don't think we put anything. We've just been paying monthly payments. The cash value of it right now is 18 K and we pay, uh, 400 a month. So right now we're putting in 4,800 a year. And you've been doing that for six years? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm just going to pull this up because I love doing this. So let's pretend, let's see, I'm pulling up an investment calculator because what I want you to see is that this is a terrible investment. Fair enough? Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm just trying to understand. Give me one second. Ken, help Keep you, like con- tell a joke? you keep the conversation going. So a preacher going. and a rabbi walk into a bar. and No, I'm kidding. Uh, so here's the deal. She's going to pull up the numbers. Uh, you saw the video. Did you understand why we think it's a bad idea? Yes. Um, okay. I think so. And again, is infinite banking and these, are these the same thing? Or are they it, it's very similar in similar the idea. concepts, yeah. Philosophy is the same. At the end of the day, they're... T- you, Insurance is insurance and retirement is retirement. You shouldn't be combining the two because they're not intended to do the same thing. Uh, insurance is intended to remove risk that you can't um, handle yourself. It's not intended to make you rich or wealthy. It's intended to replace income for people who were dependent on your income if something were to happen to you. It's not there to be what builds you wealth. And I'm about to prove that here. So you said that you've been investing 400 dollars every month for six years that's so much okay yeah the first few years were 300 a month and then it stepped up so i think the first three were 300 a month okay 
between thirty six hundred a month or a year, excuse me, and then forty eight hundred for the past. You know, sure. And your cash value that so. you've retained from that is eighteen thousand, which, by the way, dies if you die. You do not retain cash value in these situations. So you've gotten eighteen thousand out of this. If you had just taken that money, that four hundred dollars a month, and invested it in good growth stock mutual funds, heck, if you had just invested it in the S and P five hundred and a just basic index fund that has a you know normal annualized rate of return of maybe eight percent, ten percent if you're doing well in mutual funds you would have had $40,000 and it would have been all yours. And that's really the end of the, that, that for me, there's a lot of, you know, ins and outs to that conversation, but just simplifying it, that's the most staggering piece of information that you're going to receive from this is the fact that whatever, whatever growth you've accumulated is going to die with you. How old are you? I want to do one more thing. I, I'm, I'm, I'm teeing you up, Jade, because you're ready to punch listen, the numbers listen, in. Listen, I made my so, argument. Kevin, that was how it. old are you? No, no, this is going to be more fun. Uh, you're how old? 36. 36? Okay. So he's 36, do 400 a month between th- age 36 to, let's call it... 66. 66. So 30 years. I just want you to see, Kevin, why we really prefer this type of investing. And I'm putting this at 8%, okay? Like, you can count on that. The S&P 500, you can count on 10%. So that puts you... In 30 years, if you just invested $400 a month at 8%, starting with nothing, that puts you at almost $600,000. Okay, yeah, and that's what the projections are, are, you know, that's what we're supposed to be cashing out or have for retirement at retirement age. But you're not on pace at all. You're you're grossly off pace. Okay. Which we just proved with yeah. the, I mean, we just forecasted exactly what you did the six years and it's, you're not even close. Not yeah, to mention, I I more how it worked. not yeah, to maybe. mention that the benefit, you don't keep, you don't keep the cash value. If something happened to you today, that cash value is gone. So what I would tell you to do is I'd say, all right, $400 a month, stop it today. If you can cash out, get out of it. I'd get out of it instantly. And then I would say, I'm from now on, I'm taking 15% of my gross monthly income and I'm investing it in good growth stock mutual funds. And what we teach here is a mix of four, growth, growth and income, aggressive growth and international. And you could do that. Listen, if you just said, hey, I don't care about that. I would even be happy if you just invested 15% into index funds. Anything but this is basically what I'm telling you. Okay. Because rate of return wise, you're going to far outpace this. And if you're like, let let me just try to play through a scenario that I think people care about because I know people like to borrow against this money and blah, blah, blah. I would say invest that money into retirement. But if you're like, listen, I want access to it and I want to invest my investments or something like that, you put in a brokerage account to where you can get to it. All I'm saying is anything that you're doing Anything that I'm saying is better than what you're doing. What you're doing is probably the worst possible way to invest your money in an insurance product. And so, like I said, okay. I would get term life insurance. Well, the whole idea was to just recoup some of that money. But yeah, term life insurance. Money. I would I would get out of this policy. I'd get term life in, in place first, and then I'd get out of this policy. You know, pick up a twenty year term. It's so cheap. And you're going to be covered. And remember, the whole point of this ultimately is that we're self-insuring. And so if you're walking your the baby steps as we teach, by the time you're 50 or 60, you will have accumulated so much wealth because you're going to be investing from this point on 
into retirement, you're not even going to need life insurance because at that point you can assume the risk. Because remember, the whole point of that was to cover the risk. Now you'll be wealthy enough to assume that risk on yourself. And so this is how this works. This is what wealthy people do. Thanks for the call, Kevin. Trust us. You don't want to invest in insurance. Just think about that sentence. Does that make any sense? If it does, this is not the show for you. This is The Ramsey Show. I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time, they've just gotten better and better while remaining an amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. Simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Welcome back to the Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me. We're here for you, America. 888-825-5225. If you're new to the program, we take your money questions. We take your work-related questions. We take your relationship questions because they kind of all blend together. In fact, it's rare that we take a call like that where there's not some work component, some relationship component. So we're here for you, America. 888-825-5225. The Ramsey Show. Question of the day is brought to you by our good friends at Neighborly, your hub for home services. There are a lot of things you need to remember when the weather gets cold. Thankfully, Neighborly has a free winter maintenance checklist that can help save you time and hassle. And a side note, if you're a moron like me, their maintenance checklist, Jade, does save me thousands of dollars because they just do basic reminders to things that I don't even know about. So it's huge. Mm. Check it out at neighborly.com slash Ramsey. That's neighborly.com slash Ramsey. Today's question comes from Dalton in California. He says, my current salary is based on pandemic consulting salaries. So if my contract is not renewed, I would likely be earning 10 to $30 less per hour than I make now. Is stability and benefits of a job of a full-time job worth the potential $50,000 pay cut? Probably not. I'm going to say 99.9% of the time not. And the reason I say that, Dalton, is because stability is the wrong word to lean on here in the first place. This is the very job where you may be taking a $10 to $30 an hour pay cut. I don't consider that stable. We're talking about a wobbly table at best. Mm -hmm. At least one of those legs is wobbling if you're potentially going to lose that kind of income. Secondly, and I've said this a million times, benefits play to our safety gland. Obviously, it, it everybody needs and health insurance is, is obviously a, a tremendous value. However, when you start comparing insurance plans, I would always take the better job, meaning better pay, better environment, I enjoy the work, and I've got a ladder for growth, which means financial growth. I'm going to take that better opportunity over the better health care plan and mm-hmm. whatever else the benefits are. I mean, if, yeah, if it's, that makes sense. it's just usually it's just not a huge difference. So I never uh, give anybody advice to take a job on benefit packages alone mm. uh, because, trust me, that's going to wear off pretty quickly. And in this case, let's say you stay at this current job that you think is stable and I think is wobbly. You take a pay cut, but you love those benefits versus let's go out and let's have a backup plan. You know, when we get on a plane, the the lovely flight attendants and 
and folks get up there and they tell us about where we go in case of an emergency landing. Mm -hmm. And I want to have that same exit pattern laid out for myself professionally. Mm. And I'm telling you, I've always practiced that. I still practice that. Uh, And so in this case, if I knew this and I'm you, Dalton, Jade, I'm immediately going, okay, uh, where does my skill set and experience allow me to potentially land? Let me start looking for options Uh so that I got options. And and the healthcare and the benefits usually take care of themselves. So no, I would not stay, take a huge hit, which could be fifty grand. Mm-hmm. That's a big hit. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't That's do a that. big hit. I would I, not do that. What's that called, Ken? What's that called? Because like in in money, let's say you have a piece, you invested in a job opportunity or a business or a property, and it's failing. But you keep pouring money into it. We call it sunk cost fallacy because it's like yes. I've come this far. I may as well keep writing right. it out, even though every all signs point to the fact mm-hmm. that this sucks. What is it called in a career when you feel the need to cling on to something that is sinking? Like it's it's losing you money. It's 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 not good. What do they call that? Is that a word? Um, it's not a word, but I'm going to call it this phrase. It means that we'd rather be miserable than uncomfortable. Ooh. And what that means is, is I know what I'm dealing with. I'm going to take a big pay cut and Mm. it's going to suck. Or I'm dealing with a toxic leader or I've got gossipy coworkers and I hate going in, but I'm going to keep doing it because the, the, the fact that I'm miserable Mm. doesn't matter because at least I know what I'm up against and I know what I got to deal with and I got to bite a stick, hold my nose. You pick the analogy Mm. versus going, I got to face my fears and step into the unknown of what else could be out there. And I leave one place that I'm miserable in to go to a place where I might be uncomfortable for a little while, but ultimately better off. So I think the dynamic there is what what you've so expertly pointed out is our comfort factor. Yeah. Uh, you've seen the motivational posters. Who knows who said it? But, you know, life is on the other side of comfort and, and all yeah. that. And, and that's what's going on with people will stay in a job like this with those sunk costs because they go, at least I know it. And yeah. you can see the fear in this question. You can. This person is rationalizing. This is an otherwise very sharp individual, this dude. Yeah. And he's rationalizing, swallowing a $50,000 pay cut. Rationalizing. Well, yeah. the benefits are good. Uh, Dalton, I'll bet you the benefits are good at other companies as well, and you don't take a $50,000 hit. So I think yeah. at the core of it, what do you think? I think it's fear I think of it's, the unknown. Yeah, I think it's that old adage that's like the 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 enemy of best is just fine, yeah, right? It's like, good. oh, this is fine. Like yeah. My life's fine. It's yeah. good. It's, it's Yeah, good's the enemy good, of great. Yeah, and it's like it keeps you from getting to that best. Yeah, It's like at Home Depot where they have the good the better and the best quality. Yeah. The paintbrush. And oh, you're like, yeah. Yeah. you go with the one that is, you know, it's not good quality, but you're like, well, it's not going to cost me much in the moment. So you go right. with that. Right. Then you get home, you start painting and you're like, I should have just spent right. and got the one that was best. Interesting that you make this point because when it comes to the Ramsey show and the uh, wine taste test, you brought in a party platter we recently tested. Mm-hmm. And um, I chose the, uh, I chose the good you chose wine, the good, not the better wine. Well, the that's good a little wine tasting. I know, but I'm pointing out that you make a very good point here. Don't <laughs> scrimp on the paint, scrimp on the wine. That's uh, Is that what I'm hearing? I, I'm I, only learning from you. Yes, but does it have like a, a ring to it? Like I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to get to where you're at, Ken. <laughs> no, it doesn't have a ring. I don't know what I'm doing. I just thought it's interesting that you said uh maybe don't do that, but then you're telling me and teaching me to do the uh knockoff cookies and chips and the and the and the wine. Listen quality i'm learning all the way around. quality over comfort 
Okay. Is that good? Can we say that? We can yeah. just say the, the comfort place is a great place to be, but nothing grows there. Yeah. yeah. Leave it at that. Never That's mind. That's what my last, pastor used to the say. The last 30 seconds of what I said, just go ahead and scrub it from your memory, apparently. <laughs> I'm just, it just, I'm learning. I'm learning this budgeting thing. All right. Men, men in black style. Well, here's the deal. It's over. I tend to lean always towards the better. Always. It's going to, here's, here's where better the analogy, here's shoes, where the analogy is. Better car. So it lasts longer. All these things. Yeah. It's going to have, you're going to have to come out of pocket. You got to save. Get, to get what's you better. You got to save. Yeah. That's it. There you go. I like it. All right. Let's see here. Uh, let's go. This is a quick one. The investing question from Brandy in New Orleans. Poor Brandy. She had to sit there and listen to that last minute. Brandy, <laughs> what's your question? Hi, Ken. Hi, Jay. My question is, my husband and I are both 22-year public school teachers, and we're about cool. step four, five, and six. Okay. And we're trying to figure out, are we going to... We have 8% taken out for our state pension plan. They take 8%. So are we taking 15% on top of the 8%? Are we doing 7% to meet the 8%? Mm -hmm. And are we putting it in a 403B? Or are we putting it in a Roth IRA? Okay. So let me make sure I understand. The school takes 8% of your paycheck, each of your paychecks, yeah. and puts it into the 403B, right? Uh, no, they put it into a state pension plan for state our pension. retirement. 403B is extra for us. Okay. So, and on your 403B, like, do you get to choose the investments? Like a 401k, it's got we, some good investment options that you get to select? We can then choose the investment mix. Okay. As far as particular, in the stock investment or whatever. No, but we can choose the mix. Okay. So Large prep, uh, value, small, mid. Okay, good, good. Okay, so what I would say is for those listening, obviously we want to get to 15% of your gross income. So because the money, they're taking 8% of your money, you don't get to choose with that pension and it doesn't have a great rate of return. So let's pretend that each of that for you guys counts, instead of it counting at 8%, count at about half and then do the rest, whatever's made up into your 403B. Make sure you're choosing a good mix, growth, growth and income, aggressive growth and international, and you should be set. So again, instead of counting it at 8%, count it at 4% and do the other 11 into that 403B. All right, great stuff. Thank you for the call. And thank you both for teaching and serving in that way. This is The Ramsey Show. You worked hard for your home. It should be a place where you can relax and refocus on your goals. And something as simple as window treatments can make the difference. If you're ready for an upgrade, we've recommended Blinds.com for years, and I've used them myself. That's because with Blinds.com, you don't have to sacrifice your budget, your style, or great service. From blinds, drapes, and shutters to motorized shades, they make it easy and affordable to upgrade your entire home. And they're designed design experts are always ready to help even with measuring and installation plus there are never any misleading quotes or hidden fees everything is backed by their 100% satisfaction guarantee and shipping is always free see for yourself why blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings visit blinds.com now to learn more and get up to 45% off that's blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me. The phone number for you to jump in is 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Let's go to Cincinnati, Ohio, where heaven awaits. 
Heaven, how can we help? Yes. So, hi, how you doing? I how mean, about that? I'm talking to Heaven. I don't know that it gets much better than this professionally. That's What's your middle name? All right. Well, <laughs> it's actually Miel. It's honey in Spanish, if you know Spanish. Okay, well, <laughs> you know, I don't, but this is great. You learn something new every day, Heaven. This is awesome. How can we help you? <laughs> Well, I am 29, single with no kids, and I I just heard about this show, and I'm hoping that you could give me some really good advice. I, um, I'm in about $65,000 in debt. I live with my mom, and I have a low-paying a low paying job. I grew up with poor, um, poor financial habits, and even in moments of having money, I didn't build wealth like I really wanted mm. to. I just got deeper into financial debt. Mm. Now I'm feel, now I'm feeling scared and stuck. I really don't know. I I don't want to keep depending on people to loan me money for me to pay back and yeah, just stay broke. And I'm just sick of constantly being in a cycle. So if you could offer any help or anything, and I heard about the class, but I don't have eighty dollars either. Well, right have, now. let me tell you something. Let me get that out of the way. All right, we're going to take care of that. I want to ask you really quickly about your job and possibilities before Jay takes over on the debt, because she can give you the plan, okay? I'm just curious, okay. what are you doing for a living? I work at a middle school. I'm an IA. Sure. Absolutely. Love, 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 love our IAs. We've had some amazing IAs in our life uh, for our kiddos, and so thank you for that work. So, But you've got the degree, correct? Or, or Am I right about that? So I have my associates in psychology, and I haven't finished my bachelor's. Okay, great. Because of I can't pay. <laughs> what do you get? What do you get paid? I get paid seven seventy nine a check. Seven hundred seventy nine dollars. You get yeah, two of after, those. I get two of those a month, and that's after taxes, and and I have health insurance and whatnot. So okay, that's what. All right, mm-hmm. and I don't want to get bogged down here, but this is a part of the equation. Um, what what are your opportunities if you just think about what you have done? Do you think about what is a better paying job, a path for you to where you are making forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars, seventy thousand dollars a year? Have you thought through that? Absolutely. So okay, so what I did was sign up for to to be a, a in care provider, a home care provider, mm-hmm. which starts at about twenty five dollars an hour, but it, it also gives me flexibility and time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to do other things also, because I wanted to do that plus work as an IA because I, I love right. my job. It just don't pay nothing. Got it. Okay. So, Good. Yeah. So here's so here's that, the deal. And I have a juicing business that I, I'm starting. But go ahead. What business? So I'm starting a juicing business. Um, I, eventually, I wanted to grow, but right now I'm just starting off um, just selling juices from stores sure. and um, stands and whatnot. So that's also like going to be All right. some kind of income. So real quick, I want to hand you over to Jade, and Jade's going to walk you through how to get out of this debt. But I'm glad you've okay. thought of some things. Let me tell you this about the juicing thing. I don't want to discourage you in any way, but that needs to be your third job right now if you have time yeah. for it. And, and or a second job if we go and we get a better job. But I like the idea of what you have mapped out. And I'm going to tell you, you need to pursue that with the same abandon that you need to pursue these baby steps that Jay's going to walk you through. Because your ability to make more money right now while living with mom is huge. So you've got to treat that as life giving, like I have got to make more money. And if you can go get something, that will allow you to keep the IA job, and that's extra money. Great. You hear me? But you have mm-hmm. got to be crazy intense about making more money right now, and then Jay's going to tell you what to do with it. All right? 
sweet. Thank All you right. so much. All right. All right. Uh, yes, Ken. Good job. Um, okay. My two cents here is I can walk you through the baby steps. You're not going to be able to do too, too much until you get your income up, which is what Ken suggested. And I might also offer this little piece, which is I want you to get your income up so that you can pay your debt off. I think that's really important. But I think the most important move that you're going to make in all of this is moving out of your mom's house because what you described to me was a cycle and it sounds like a cycle that you're trying to break. And it's very, very hard to break a cycle when you're right, literally living in the midst of it. So it's quick. You know what I'm saying? Because you've got to deal with everybody else's mindsets too. Because your mom has an opinion. You know, auntie comes over, she has an opinion. Everybody's got an opinion. So I Mm -hmm. really want to get you in a place financially where you're able to remove yourself from that position. That's going to be so, 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 so important. Because here's the thing. Here's what I know. You start making some money, you start making some headway, and people see it. Now you're the one who's got money. And now everybody's coming to you and that just adds another layer of, all right, I got to tell these folks, no, I got to tell them, you know, I'm trying to do my thing. So just let that marinate somewhere in the back. Um, your position as an IA, is it 40 hours a week or do you have a good amount of extra time? It's um, it's 40 hours a week, but I got, it's, it's from 7.30 to 2.30. Okay. And you don't have kids. So until, until you move into this home healthcare thing where you're doing 4,000 and, and more, I really, mm-hmm. really want you to pick up something that's earning you any money. And I say this to anybody listening. Sometimes we wait around because we're like, it's not making maybe the money that I think I should be making. But in this case, making any money is better than not making any, right? So you going over and picking up um, whatever it is, Instacart. I know folks who make, you know, can make $1,000 in a weekend on Instacart. And that's not even including your, your afternoons after school. So I think that you can be double your income just by you picking up anything. Okay. Right? So yeah. that's that's what we're doing as we work towards this home health care idea. Um, you're 65000 of debt. Can you tell me what kind of debt it is right quick? Um, my car, my car, I owe not, about 20000 on that. Okay. And then college stuff, um, past banks, but that's, it's the college and the car that's most of it. That like but, student um, loans? Yeah. How much? Student loans. And I haven't even started paying on those, but that's about twenty thousand. Okay, so twenty thousand car, twenty thousand student loans. I'm missing twenty five because you said sixty five. Oh yeah, so that's just uh, um, like um, like there's a car, an old car that I have to pay off that I really haven't started, Um, and that's about that's about seven hundred. I owe a bank about a thousand. Um, one bank about a thousand, and a couple more banks about ar- around that much, like around five hundred. Um, okay. What else? I so a couple, a couple of five hundred dollar ones, a couple of thousand dollar ones. Those are just little personal loans, mm-hmm. like micro loans. Yeah. Okay. And then um, we've got the credit card for seven hundred. I feel like I'm still, we're still missing a good chunk. Yeah, we're we're still missing stuff. I gave that number just based off of I don't know. I'm, okay. Just ballparking, honestly. But the car, the car and college are the most, you know. Right. What's your car payment? Strengthful things. My car payment is six forty-seven. Girl, oh, Ooh, heaven. What's the car worth? <laughs> oh man. We're, well, she's selling it. We gonna sell it, heaven. Well, are, you, are you upside down? You got equity in it? 
Um, I think it's upside down. I'm I mean, sure it, it works is. fine, but I definitely got um, I it's I got just crappy payments because my credit sucks. Mm-hmm. How far away from work do you? How how far away from work are you? Mm, not far, about oh, 10, 10 minutes. Ten minutes. Listen, I want you out of this car, and if you're upside down, if you call them and you find out you're up, upside down. I want you to do anything you can do to get out of this car payment. So let's say it's worth 20. Let's say you owe 20, but it's worth 18. You got to come up with $2,000 any way you can in any way that you can. That is legal because I want you out of this car payment because $647 would be everything to you right now. Yeah. And, and, and you live close enough to work. You get you a $2,000 car or you walk or you jog or you get one of those razor scooters, but we're getting extreme because listen, the Ken, razor scooter? when you have to break these cycles, you have to go into the extreme because I all agree. of that I gravitational pull is trying. Listen, that gravitational pull will break her ankles. <laughs> so she might as well get on a razor scooter, but she's got to get free. I, I, I condone all of it except for the razor scooter. Get you a razor scooter and get really? you. Really? The, the kids will think you're cool. Oh boy. I don't know. This is the Ramsey Show. Welcome back, America. You are joining the conversation about your life with you here on The Ramsey Show. It's America's show because we're talking about things that no other show talks about. Your money, your work, and your relationships all together. We want you to win. 888-825-5225 is the number. The fabulous Jade Warshaw joins me. I'm Ken Coleman. I'm not fabulous. You're all right, Ken. But I'm here. I'm all right. right. I'm all right. I'll take that. I'm all right. That's about as good as it gets. I'll take it. I got three teens. I'm never right. I'm being told all the time I'm cringe. Oh. My daughter likes to tell me, Dad, you're so cringe. Oh, man. Yeah, Sorry, I don't know kid. what any of that means. Although every once in a while, you teach me a word here on the show that I take home, and they kind of look at me like, where did he come up with that? <laughs> and I don't reveal my source. Tell, tell your boys next time that you guys are having a, you know, it's you against them. Yeah. Be like... I t- I'm telling you, such and such, and I'm standing on business. Tell me, stand on business. Stand on business. Stand on business standing with your kids. Stand on business. All right, I will guarantee you. <laughs> I can't mess that wait up. to see what they say. Yeah, yeah, James, I'll mess that up for sure. It'll come out completely different than that, but I'll try. <laughs> Speaking of standing on business, Kathy is joining us. <laughs> I'm confusing millions of people uh, as we speak, and I, the great part is, I have no idea what it means. <laughs> Kathy's joining us in Milwaukee. Kathy, how can I help? Hi, Ken. Hi, Jade. Hey, how What's are you? What's up? I have a question on baby step three, getting my larger emergency fund. Okay. So we, me and my husband are both on board. We paid off all of our debt and we started sinking funds. Do I include the sinking funds, like the balance of those in my three to six months? No, because the sinking funds are going towards future needs that you know you're going to it's just future purchases whereas the emergency fund is strictly for emergencies and emergencies are things that are um completely necessary completely unavoidable and have a uh, urgent time frame is what i would kind of call those three things that you're looking for it's something that you know it's uh oh my goodness, you lose a job. And so you have a a little bit, you know, you don't have enough money to fully make ends meet. So that would be you pulling a little bit maybe from your emergency fund or something that you're unable to cash flow, but it's necessary for it to happen right away. HVAC. HVAC, right? 
And so sinking funds really doesn't fall into that. Sinking funds is just a way for us to save separate money. So in essence, in essence, you kind of have two savings accounts. You've got your emergency fund and then you've got separate money that you're saving up for things that you just want to do in life. Mm-hmm. Okay. So even if it's not like I get annual purchases that I know are going to happen uh-huh. that I save up for, but for example, like if I'm saving for a new car. Right. But see, and that's why you use this framework. Unexpected. Saving for a new car is not unexpected. So that would not be emergency fund. That would be separate savings. Okay. Does that kind of help you? So unexpected, um, completely necessary, and urgent time frame are the three boxes that must be ticked. Mm -hmm. Am I leaving anything out, Ken? I don't think that's pretty good. You got it, Kathy? I think so. Fantastic. Thanks for calling the show. Appreciate it. Really fun. Let's go to Megan now in Salt Lake City, Utah. Megan, how can we help? Ken, Jade, I can't believe I'm talking to you. Well, this is awesome. We feel the what same way about alive. you. We really do. We can't believe we're talking to Megan. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> um, so I have a question regarding how to manage and stay within the 25% of my take-home pay um, when my rent keeps going up every year. It was 25% when I moved in. And now it has been increased to 28%. And I'm trying to save for a house. I'm currently in um, baby step four, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if it would be considered 3B because I have a fully funded emergency fund, but Mm -hmm. I'm not doing 15% in retirement because I'm trying to save for a house. Yeah. How much do you have saved up? Huh? How much do you have saved up for your house payment? Down payment. Oh, I just I just got started. Okay. I'm about three thousand. Okay. So there's a couple of things I want to address with this. So you're 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 telling me you've gone up from twenty five percent. And for anybody listening, our rule of thumb here is we really don't want your mortgage or your rent to be any more than twenty five percent of your take home pay. When it starts creeping up and up, especially if you don't see a plan to be able to match it with the income and kind of smash it back down. Um, so that's what she's talking about. So you're upwards to 28% now. It's kind of got you worried, especially with you trying to do this down payment. Do you see a a course to where you're able to up your income 3%? Yes. I'm currently working a second job mm-hmm. and uh, I get a raise every year that's around 5 to 7%. Great. And I won't get that raise until August, but I'm just kind of worried because I want to stay within the guidelines. And I think Davis said you could go as high as 30%, but 25 is is best. And I'm just... 25 is best. Yeah, let's look at real numbers. Yeah. How much has your rent actually gone up? Don't give me percentage. When I I moved in, it was 950 and then he raised it. My landlord raised it to eleven hundred this year, and I think I factored it was about twenty-seven or twenty-eight percent. Mm-hmm. So you go up, you go up one hundred and fifty dollars. I mean, I get it. Like that, that sucks. You're like, man, what? Yeah. Um, but I love that you've got something that can cover it. Here's the thing: you're doing extra work. You're you're trying to accomplish a goal. You want every cent of that money to go towards a goal. But one of the realities of renting is mm-hmm. you do have to deal with rent increases. And in this case, you know, unless you say to me, Jade, and I know of a place down the street where I can rent for eight fifty, my lease is up in May and I can go do it. Then I'm like, yes, go do it. Um, so you're going to have to kind of decide 
a couple of factors. You're going to think to yourself, okay, how long realistically is it going to take me to save for this down payment? Okay. And I don't know how long you've been living in this apartment, but you can also look at historically how how often and how much have they raised the rent. If you've been living there for 10 years and they never raised the rent and this was the first time, then I'd probably be willing to wait it out a little bit. But if you're seeing every single year it's going up $100 and $150 and you're like, listen, Jade, I don't know if I want to wait it out. My term is about to be or my lease is about to be up. Then you've got options there. You're not locked in. But I don't, to Ken's point, I don't want you to over freak out over the 150 um, unless it really starts to become a problem because here's where I'm looking. I'm kind of looking long-term around the horizon, but on baby step four, if that if this is gonna take you more than two years to save for your down payment, after two years, I'm gonna tell you, hey, listen, you need to start putting something aside, even if it's 5% or up to your match because I don't want you pushing off retirement any longer than maybe a two, three-year window to save for this down payment. Is that fair? Yes, and I'm and I am doing a five percent match on my four hundred one k with my employer. Okay, and um, and because I put retirement off for way too long when I was in baby step two. Okay, so I don't really want to stop retirement, and you don't have I was to. Just wanting Megan, I, I was just wanting to. Yes, Ken. Question: Are you single? I am single. Okay, um, I I got to tell you. I'm 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 kind of using the spirit animal of George Campbell because if he were sitting here with me, he would be recommending that you have a roommate for a season. Um, you want to get your own home anyway, and I, if you could get a roommate now, all of a I sudden this is a game changer for you. Um, and especially if we can go fifty fifty, I love it. I Come consider on, consider it. Let's, I really let's would. do a chant. Roommate, roommate that would require Roo- a move. What's I that? have a studio apartment. Oh, you have a studio. Uh, that okay. would require All right. a move. Shoot. Right. So, that's Megan, what I'm trying to avoid. Well, you're okay. I don't want to. But I listen, don't want to move. I understand. But mm. but you said it, and I want to remind you. Dave has mentioned many times that these things are guidelines. This is not you being irresponsible. Mm-hmm. This is not you going out and getting too much rental property. It is what it is. If you can find a cheaper place, like Jade mm-hmm. said, great. Um, but right now, I think more income is your play. This has not gone up really crazy. You're mm-hmm. going to get a, a maybe a 5 to 7% bump on your salary. Watch your budget. The extra income between your discipline and the extra income, you're going to be okay. But do um, be don't watchful. Don't freak out about it. Be watchful in your complex because of if yeah, a, a one bedroom or some, a, a situation comes available where you can look at the numbers and go, listen, with a roommate, I could pack in a little bit more. Do I be watchful for, for that. that. Yeah, And I know you don't want to move, but mm-hmm. if the move improves your, your, your financial situation so much more, uh, I'd say the ROI is worth it. But mm-hmm. you're okay. You're not breaking the rules. This is The Ramsey Show.